Where are you going, my pretty? <laughs> no. oh, God. Not leaving so soon, are you? Oh, damn you. Already done, I'm afraid. Who are you? Why are you doing this? What did you do with Rhonda and Frankie? Please, so many questions. Let's take them one at a time. I'm an imp. One of the minor imps, to be sure. But not without certain powers and magical capabilities, as you have seen. Wanda and Frankie have been made over into demons of a sort. Demonic stamina, but without spellcasting powers. In it, the both of them, my own fault for choosing such unpromising material. Coheads, really. <gasps> what I am doing is tormenting you. That is what imps do. Goofy. And I do take pride in my work. <laughs> but then I pull the wings off of flies. Please, stop this. You don't understand. I have to do this. I must. No. <laughs> no. A nasty lesson for a nasty girl. <laughs> no. Stop it. arrived. <laughs> She would have come up after us. We beat her. She's dead. One dead demon. <laughs> hey, who's in there? Lisa, is that you? Come on. Come on. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> we can't beat you. What do I care? You're going to take her place. Let's find the others. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Ford, and welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. I think my voice just squeaked right there, but we're going to soldier on. This week we are doing Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Ballarama, directed by David Dakota, and starring 80s Scream Queen Titans, Linnea Quigley, Michelle Bauer, and Brink Stevens. I'm using the full moon edition of the film which is streaming on fullmoonfeatures.com and so if you want to watch along 
That would be your best bet because it has the Full Moon logo at the beginning of the film, but if you have an alternative source, all you have to do is just start your movie after you hear the Full Moon logo on my end. It's not too difficult to identify. You just it's, if you as soon as you hear the fluttering of the bats die down, then you know it's okay to start your movies. Or when you hear the 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 here in the darkness song that is just here in the darkness over and over again start to fade in then you can start your movie um first i want to say this but um before i get started i love how i say we are doing the uh, at the beginning of every single commentary like there's anybody else here but me yeah i do these myself because i'm a fucking loser Anyway, uh, I want to get this out of the out of the way. Um, my neighbors are having something of an uproarious party. It must be spring fever or something. But they are being very loud, so much so that I can't have the window open. And they're blasting music. I heard the B-52s. Um, not even a good B-52s song. It was the... Um, Rome, I don't like that song. At least play some fucking rock lobster. But the the reason why I mentioned this earlier, I shit you not, they were blaring a return to innocence. If you don't know that song, I'm not going to sing it for you. I highly suggest you look it up on YouTube because it is a giant ball of cheese. Gotta get the plugs out of the way before we start the movie. Please check out my books and paperback and Kindle editions by going to Amazon.com or the Amazon app and typing in Brandon Ford. There you'll find several of my titles, or all of my titles that are in print, actually, as well as my author page. You could also find my books in audiobook format by going to audible.com or the audible app and typing in brandon ford if you don't already please follow me on instagram at writer brandon ford and if you have any questions comments concerns suggestions criticisms recommendations ideas for movies you'd like me to do commentaries for please feel free to email me at blindragepod81 at gmail.com and all right we are going to begin this, the movie, with a 3, 2, 1 count. I have a feeling I'm going to hit the wrong button because I'm a fuck up and that's what I do. So, let's pray. Alright, here we go. Hope you're ready. Because I'm not. <laughs> 3, 2, 1, play. Oh, I got it right on the first try. Yay for me. There's the full moon logo. I'll give it a second. In case you're not watching this edition. Here we have the... Here we go. So, yep. So, I was reading conflicting information about the movie earlier. I'd always heard that the poster and the title... Well, I mean, it's it wasn't it's not out um, uncommon, or it wasn't uncommon. Probably still isn't uncommon. I don't know how Charles Ben works, but Charles Ben. This was released under Charles Ben's 
Urban Classics company or subsidiary to well no this was before full moon full moon i think was established in 89 with puppet master so this was before full moon and yeah but charles ben was producing films before then and as far as i know the majority of them were made based on the poster the poster was made first along with a catchy title and if if the if this is the whole song, just over and over again. Um, and again. I was going to do the, the uh, Peter Griffin and another. <laughs> um, but of course, there wasn't another here in the darkness. Anyway, um, so yeah, it uh, was my understanding that the poster and the title were made or were done before the script but supposedly according to what i read or what was on wikipedia or imdb it was just the poster there wasn't a title i knew that there was that the working title was the imp um i just i don't know i just was under the impression that they decided to attach um the poster to a pre-written script i don't know or maybe they just assumed that um sorority babes wouldn't be a passable title I, but there was um charles ben supposedly wanted to name it bitchin sorority babes in the slime ball ballorama but mpaa wouldn't allow a movie with bitchin in the title i don't like bitchin sorority babes anyway andros jones star of the film was fond of that that one and he was the only one there's hal havens co-star of night of the demons with linnea and supposedly linnea got in the job in this movie there's some other conflicting information that I read about the film, um, and that was um, David Dakota, director David Dakota, wanted to work with Linnea so badly that he gave her the script and said, here, you can play any role you want, but he already worked with her on Creepazoids, so what the fuck? Or maybe he just wanted her for the movie. I don't know. Or for this movie. Or maybe he just wanted to work with her again. But the way it was worded and the way I read it, it sounded like he wanted to work with her for the first time. But yeah, they had already worked together on Creepazoids. Yeah, this is kind of set up to be a sex comedy. And then it turns into something else when they get to the bowling alley. And I also found it interesting that they made it a point to um, put on both IMDb and Wikipedia that they had to film the movie at the bowling alley overnight when the bowling alley was closed because the movie was so low budget. Um, when the movie, if a movie is low budget or big budget, I think they would do that anyway because it's quieter and you don't have to worry about people like fucking well this wasn't the bowling alley wasn't in the mall oh and by the way here's robin still credited here as robin rochelle r.i.p 
uh, the blonde in the middle playing Babs. I did not know that she was wearing a wig. I had no idea. Oh, poor Robin. She will forever be Valerie of the Slumber Party Massacre. And, um, you know, she had her demons. And it's just very sad. She passed away in 1996. Uh, suicide. Left behind a son, I believe. And, um... So yeah, I guess I should get into how I first saw the movie. I, this for sure would have been a movie that I grew up on had I been able to find it. But my mom and pop video store did not have it. And it was not a movie that was was really available anywhere that I knew of. I think the VHS was out of print, I think. So even if I wanted to order order it or or eh, um I couldn't have but I mm, I, I didn't have money coming out the wazoo. Um, so I only reserved ordering or special ordering VHS tapes for special movies and not, well, <laughs> I say that and one of the first movies I special ordered for myself was the fucking last slumber party and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but yeah, I, I if it if it was if it was something that I was able to find or I had seen I don't I don't think I saw I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive yes I'm pretty positive that I did not see it on USA up all night although it was supposedly an up all night staple I don't know if I agree with that because I did watch up all night pretty regularly maybe they played it on Saturdays with uh, Gilbert Gottfried. I really wasn't watching it that much on Saturdays because, well, Gilbert, eh. I think everybody watched Up All Night for Rhonda Shear. And if you say you watched it for Gilbert Gottfried, then I, I think you're, you're a, a person of interest. And I mean that in a bad way. There's Michelle Bauer and Brink Stevens. I'm not going to berate her acting this time, but she's a terrible actress. Um, Michelle, I enjoy very much. Love Michelle in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. And fuck, I went off. I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, so if I had been able to find this one, this would have been a movie that I'd watched over and over again as a kid. But I was not able to find it until I was about 19, I want to say. And somebody made a dupe for me on VHS. And that was how I first saw it. And of course, I really enjoyed it. 
and it. <clears throat> I got my first DVD player, or yeah, I got my first DVD player in September 2001, right when everybody was starting to get DVD players, and this was in the um in the first 20 i want to say somewhere in the first 20 dvds that i bought the first first dvd i ever bought was the original carrie and i think showgirls might have been number three um but this was this was some somewhere in the first 20 but i used to buy dvds pretty fucking regularly i remember and this was i remember going to tower records way and this was again 2001 2002 ish and i would go i would go to the tower records and this was before well not every still it's everything still isn't on dvd but I would go to Tower Records and I would go through their entire DVD stock because they didn't have, there were not, there were so few, let's say, movies that were available on DVD format that they weren't even categorized by genre. They were just all put together in alphabetical order. And I would literally go through every single DVD that they had until I found something that I wanted. Generally, everything in Tower was 15 bucks, which was a mm, pain in the ass. Um, I remember when I started seeing stuff being sold cheaper at Walmart. This was before the five... First it was the 550 bin, then it be, then it was the $5 bin. But um, yeah, I remember seeing stuff for so much stuff being like 20, 25, $30, especially the special edition stuff that when I started seeing stuff, movies for cheap or cheaper on DVD at Walmart, I was like, what? I remember thinking it was insane that I was able to get the special edition of the craft on DVD at Walmart for like 988 or something like that um, and then when they started and then before the 550 bin there was a wall of seven 750 titles. I remember they were all Columbia TriStar movies. I remember getting the, um, not the craft, Jawbreaker and Sleepwalkers, um, a bunch of those. And then when the 550 bin was introduced, all bets were off. But yeah, that's those are good times, memories of, of a bygone era. I wonder what they have and. I'm sure that Walmart, I haven't been into in a Walmart in forever. And because my visual disability, I can't rifle through the $5 brain, even if I wanted to. I love how the fucking, this scene with Brink 
washing the um, the whipped cream off her body. It like keeps reappearing. She clearly got her. I mean, it it does not take much to get whipped cream off your skin. And she, um, yeah, it keeps cutting to Michelle who's sitting there with no top on for no reason whatsoever. And then it keeps cutting to, to back to Brink and she's got more whipped cream on and she's still bathing herself. You know, David Dakota made up for exploiting women uh, much later by exploiting young boy well i shouldn't say young boy <laughs> he didn't exploit young boys I'm, I'm 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 not saying david dakota exploited young boys i want to put that on record <laughs> young men 18 to 21 ish very pretty and slender some twinks um yeah and they were always he has a he has a brief a, a, a um, briefs fetish because there's always, almost always, guys in briefs in his movies, and if they're, if uh, that is before they take them off. Um, I remember in uh, I haven't seen it in forever because it's so fucking bad, and the cr- and the opening and end titles are like literally ten minutes, and this is like a fucking eighty minute movie. But in Dream Maniac, which is one of his first movies, if not his first movie, and a movie that he directed under a different name, he directed so many different movies, so many movies under so many pseudonyms. I don't know what the fuck. And he directed porn too. Um, but yeah, there's a move. There's a, the in Dream Maniac, which you can find for free on Tubi. Um, there's a scene where a guy, there's a guy girl sex scene where the camera, the scene literally starts with a close up of the guy in his boxer brief, in his, in his briefs, regular plain white briefs. And it's a close, it's a tight shot on his ass. He peels out of the, the briefs, tight shot on the ass. Then he climbs into the bed and under the covers. Not that I'm complaining, but you know. It's good to it's good to see that you know he is an equal opportunity exploiter. However, um, he didn't, um, he didn't uh, go full frontal. At least not as not that I know. He probably did with his stupid rabbit heart movies. That I've never that well I've seen a handful of because but they're so stupid and you might as well just watch gay porn I mean I just don't understand the point just watch gay porn what the fuck why would you watch softcore softcore fucking nonsense of of guys who aren't even going to show anything. They're just going to rub themselves beneath their briefs for 20 minutes or spray themselves with a hose. Speaking of David Dakota, I remember what... It was such a fucking huge deal in 2012 when Cougar Cult 
was announced. Or two, it might have been 2011 it was announced. Well, no, it might not have even been. It might have been 2012 that it was announced because it was shot in like three or four days. Um, not that that's a bad thing because so many of these movies of this time, movies by Winorski and Fred Olam Ray and David Dakota were, were shot over like four, five, six, seven days. This one... I've, I saw, I found conflicting information again. Some say it was shot in 10, some say it was shot in 12. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Cougar Cult was shot over in a few days. And it was meant to be, it was a big deal because it, Michelle Bauer had come out of retirement for it. And it would be the first time you'd we get to see the three titans, Linnea, Brink, and Michelle all together again. Um, they were in together in uh, Nightmare Sisters, I think. Uh, well, Linnea and Michelle were in Assault of the Party Nerds. I think that they... Uh, I like this scene when they're in the car. I think this is... Yeah, when they're in the car and um, Andras Jones starts puking out the window. And it's just cute. The w Michelle has no lines in this, I don't think, in the scene. And it's just cute because she, she I like the, her wincy face and she plugs her ears when Andras is puking out the window. So even though she didn't have any lines and didn't have anything to do, she she came up with something. Hal Havens is very much. Uh oh. And Michelle's plugging ears. Hal Havens is very much um playing stooge again and I still to this day have not seen witch trap um which I'm pretty I think he's in that pretty sure Linnea's in that too and that's a Kevin Tenney film Kevin Tenney of Night of the Demons um should I again yeah Cougar Cult that was a big fucking deal. And a lot of people were looking forward to it. I knew that I was going to see it. And thankfully, this was around the time when my vision was okay enough where I actually could see it. I knew I was going to see it. I wasn't going to spend any money on it. I was going to wait for somebody to make a copy of it and give it to me. Because uh, I, I knew that the chances of it being good were very, very small. Because in 2000, uh, when, we're, when we're in 2012, there had been so many fucking attempts to recapture this golden era of low-budget filmmaking. And... Um, because there were so many, 
new writer-directors, filmmakers who grew up on these movies and were trying to recapture the magic of this time of the 80s by either making movies that were set in the 80s or meant to look like they were made in the 80s. Everything was 80s, 80s, 80s. Let's recapture the, the 80s horror genre. Let's make all of our movies look like they took place in the 80s. Let's get Linnea. Let's get Brink. Let's get all these um, actors and actresses of this time and try to recapture this bygone era. And it never fucking worked. It always looked like something. It looked like it was. It looked like something that it... That, why can't I phrase this? The only thing it looked like was what it was, not what it was trying to be. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And I knew... I, I'd been burned so many fucking times. And I knew that's what fucking Cougar Cult was, was going to be. And it wasn't... It wasn't necessarily a movie that was trying to cash in on this era, but it was trying to cash in more on getting the three main screen queens of the 80s back together again. And um, I think Linnea missed the first day because she had food poisoning, which is a bad sign right there that, that, that people's people everybody should have known going in it that it wasn't going to be good and yeah it just focused primarily on slow panning shots of guys in their underwear one of my favorite parts is when Hal gets a trophy goes he's, he's a big one I can't believe we're going this long and Linnea hasn't even shown up yet. I get a homosexual vibe from him. Um... I think this, yeah, this was before Andras did Elm Street Part 4. Because this was shot, this was shot in September of 87 and then released, had a limited theatrical release in January of 88. So they really didn't spend a whole lot of time. With, oh, there's Linnea. Hey. And supposedly, according to IMDb trivia, she had issues with the profanity in the movie and was trying to tweak her lines. And what? I don't remember Linnea ever having issues with cursing. Jump back. Jump back. 
or is it high school hookers? Some of the one-liners are really bad. Like, what are you, the Bride of Dracula? That's not a good. That's not a good burn. Another one, another one of my favorite lines is um when they're trying to they're trying to break into the trophy case and she breaks it like that and just goes assholes and walks away and um not Andras or Hal the other guy the homosexual who gives me the homosexual vibes um I like when he goes you know she's got a real attitude problem. Okay, well, we can call him Calvin, because I don't want to call him Andras, because Andras is such an unusual name. Another one of my... Another one of the, my least favorite lines... And it's... But, wait. That right there. What the hell was that? That was, that, again, that was not a good burn, and I don't like the way she hit fucking so hard. Are those fucking glasses for real? Maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't even steal this. Michelle's kind of whiny in this. I was looking on, well, when I was looking on Wikipedia, oh, and speaking, wait. Um, and I bet you that line wasn't even meant to be funny. Wait. I want to have to say easy big one. Oh, yeah. That's balsa wood. I didn't know that. Um, but according to Wikipedia, in 2019, speaking of, you know, recapturing a bygone era and trying to get the Screen Queen Titans together again. It was announced that there was going to be a sequel to Sorority Babes, and David Dakota was going to direct, and the three Scream Queens were going to be in it, and I guess they were going to try to get some other people, and it was going to be done by Full Moon, I guess, and there's nothing on IMDb, and... If it was going to happen, well, we do have COVID going on still. But if this was announced in 2019, I guess it depends on when in 2019. But again, these movies are shot over like a fucking week at most. So I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already unless COVID blocked production. 
this trophy so far up that boy's ass. You'll see it every time he opens his mouth. Here comes the imp, voiced by Dookie Flyswatter, whose name, who's, uh, who's, this is, that's a, a pseudonym he goes by. Um, I think he passed away. Uh, but he's been, he was in a lot of these movies. He was in a lot of Full Moon. He was in a lot of Fred Olam, right? He was in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. He played the bartender in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Yeah, that was not a good, good one-liner. This movie does not have. It's not quotable. Well, some of the imps' lines are quotable. Some of them. And the imp is so ridiculously. Obviously a puppet. Oh. Something that I, uh, well, I don't know if I should touch on, but I'm kind of running out of things to say about the movie, so I guess I, I will. But I, Angel Hairboy, I like that word. Um, supposedly, this was when things started to go downhill for Robin still um, personally and one of her I think she had she might have been bipolar or something but she was also um, an alcoholic and she when she drank she drank to excess and when she drank to excess she became combative and she and Linnea did not get along on this movie and I believe they even came to blows a couple times I like it when he gets the gold and he says, I'm going to get my nails done in my hair. What the fuck is that? See? You, what are you going to go? What? 
You gonna go get a manicure and a perm? Like, what the fuck? I wonder, I always assumed that the initiation, the movie The Initiation played a role in this because I think I could be wrong because I kind of talked over it, but I think the mall or the bowling alley is owned by Babs's father or something, something like that. And I would assume so anyway, because how else would they have access to the security system? And how would they? And um, how else would they have gotten the the door the door open? And the, yeah, and the security system disarmed. So I believe the the bowling alley is is run by Babs's father. And in the initiation, Daphne Zuniga's father. Um, owned the mall that they had to break into to steal the night watchman's uniform. That's another not so great line. I don't know why I'm like picking apart the fucking dialogue. It's not like I was. Oh shit! <laughs> I literally just. Oh, there's um, Buck Flower, George Buck Flower, R.I.P. If you ever, and it's rare that you do, hear him talk in his real voice, it is jarring because he does this kind of hillbilly voice in. 99% of the things that he's been in but there are movies like Criminally Insane and um the fuck was it Berserker where he talks in his real voice and it's so weird because you never hear you never hear him talk like that he always talks with this this affect affect affectation Effect? Affectation? Where the fuck is my Gatorade, bitch? Daddy needs a drink. Where did I put it? Oh. This is so stupid. She wants to be queen of the of the prom. And he makes that wish come true. How does that that doesn't even make sense. All he does is give her a dress and a tiara. Oh, here it is. 
Ta-da. I think she's got a sash and everything. And what the fuck is this carnival music? And by the way, I'm not, you know, I'm just having fun with this movie because I know that's what you're supposed to do. This is, a, this is definitely not a movie that was meant to be taken seriously, even when it was released in 1988. So I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not riffing on it per se. I'm just, you know, I'm just having fun. I, I do love it though. I think it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Um... And so, when I say, this is silly or this is stupid, you know, I don't mean it in a, in a bad way, necessarily. The one sorority girl who gets turned into a vampire always reminded me of the fucking, there's a vamp, uh, oh, the, um, she's like the bride of, um, Frankenstein in Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. I know you've seen Daffy Duck's Quackbusters, so don't bullshit me. That was essential viewing if you were a kid in the 80s. Speaking of sequels to this, there were two that were had similar titles. There was a sorority girls and the creature from hell, which I don't think had anything to do with this and was awful and I saw once and don't remember it. And there was another movie called Sorority Babes. Sorority babes in the fuck. I don't remember. I don't remember. But it came out in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. And I don't know if it was supposed to be a sequel. And I don't remember what it was about at all. All I know is, all I remember was that it was very, very low budget. It was shot on video. It used... Um, like library library uh, music for the score and when I say library music for the score I mean like music from a library of horror movie scores which was what they did with Intruder the movie Intruder yeah the, the opening title theme as soon as you hear it it's, uh, it's immediately recognizable but I remember buying the, I think it was the Tomb of Terrors set, it was 50 movies, because I knew that that's where you, that's the only way you could get it, because it wasn't released, I don't think, anyplace else, and I think everything else on that, in that set was garbage, it was a lot of, um, brain damage movies. And brain damage is 
uh, not good at all. Wishes go bad pretty quickly. So the one, the only one who really doesn't, who doesn't, um, have his wish, like, go so terrible is the homosexual who wished to have heterosexual with Michelle Bauer, and supposedly... Supposedly, he was supposed to be, he's supposed to have a nude scene in the locker room. Oh, Hal Havens is dead. And that, you could tell, you could hear that the squishiness. It was clearly a fucking made of Nerf material. But, um... Yeah, the uh, the one with Michelle Bauer was supposed to have a nude scene, and he then changed his mind, and um, then uh, David Dakota said, "Okay, well, you at least kept the show show up in your briefs, of course, because we know David Dakota has a fetish for young guys in briefs," and then he ended up showing up to set in boxers. Um, it's interesting because it's rare, from what I hear, for men in movies, especially these kinds of movies, to turn down a nude scene. Or dis or like be on well, I don't want to say that's not the right term. That's that not the way way I should have said it. Men to be uncomfortable doing a nude scene. Um, it, it, it's rare. The only other time I I remember that happening was in Society because Billy Warlock was supposed to have a nude scene and either he didn't. Well, I know he, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it because he said he didn't do it on the Blu-ray. I think he had a double, I think, but he he said he would do it and then changed his mind because he wasn't comfortable with it. But that's that is unusual because men are you are normally or generally very comfortable being naked on in movies and in the Jason Goes to Hell. I know not a very popular movie. But in the Jason Goes to Hell commentary track, 
the director Adam Adam Marcus uh, talks about the guy who is who has that um, sex scene in a tent with the girl who gets split in half. Like he did not give a fuck. He was ready to bear all, and according to him, that's not unusual. And I I have heard that elsewhere. That and you can see too, in in movies where men are or the male actors are a lot more free with their bodies, and the women are all ooh my boobs, don't look at them. Especially nowadays, when I said this recently too in another commentary, that's probably going to end up being posted after this because there's, as I said before, in, a, in another commentary that's probably going to come out after this, there's no linear fucking schedule to when I post stuff. I record commentaries, I put them in a folder, I, then I just pick them and schedule them. That's what I do, pretty much. Unless it's something that I, uh, unless it's something that it, I, I really want to to post. So, what is she? A vampire? Or is she a zombie? Or is she a demon? Like, what is she? I can't believe they're not having sex yet. Well, yeah, I kind of can because he's a homosexual. She doesn't get his half. Doesn't even didn't even get his pants off yet. I don't think. While I was looking for the supposed um, uh, sequel, the new sequel to this, I was looking at Linnea's Linnea's, um, credits, and she still works constantly, and so does David Dakota. And for a while, he was doing all these 1313 movies. And then he went to, to do a bunch of Christmas movies. And now he's doing all these movies. I think they're TV movies with the word wrong in the title. The wrong cheerleader. The wrong teacher. The wrong neighbor. The wrong husband. The wrong dick. The wrong director. Mm. 
He's up, so he's obviously not very discerning about the projects he takes. I don't know how true this is, but supposedly this script was written in like a week and it only had one draft, which is unheard of for movie scripts. It's unheard of for anything that gets produced, whether it's a movie script, a short story, a novel, any a play. Who the fuck like, puts the first draft out there? Well, if this is the first draft, I think it turned out... Well, for the most part, I think it turned out okay. I think because of the production and the cast, but a lot of the one-liners, I think, definitely could have used some spit polish because they're not very funny or clever or witty or quotable. But that's okay because I'm having fun with the movie regardless. It's been ages since I've seen this or heard this, but I did. I I did watch it pretty regularly when I finally did get a copy of it, and then when I got the DVD. I remember when I got the fucking when I got the DVD. <clears throat> the only extras were the trailer for. Sorority babes and a trailer gallery of all like full moon or um, Fucking um, Charles band movies like Cre the creepazoids trailer and blah 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 and I thought it was the coolest thing ever so, Oh my god, it's so awesome this movie this DVD has a shit ton of trailers on it And it was full frame and everything I thought it was so First, great. First, gotta find some weapons. I thought it was so great. What good are knives? A gun really still rotted down. It's better than nothing. I think they do this this same thing in the movie The Pool that nobody's seen. That's fine. But yeah, I think there's a snack bar where they were when the when the guy and girl or, or whoever's being chased or they go to the snack bar to find weapons. The first time you saw me, you said, hi, do you come here often? Mm, that's what Jimmy said you should say. He did? Stupid, I know. Yeah, what? <laughs> Very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got the romantic music. I wonder if Andras is still doing music. He was, or he fronted several different bands over the years. And he always went by, he was always a front man. He was always Mr. Jones and it was always Mr. Jones and fill in the blank. 
and but yeah when he was with a band called the previous and it was mr jones and the previous he did a couple of songs for the movie listen with brooke langdon sarah butler sarah buxton and um gordon curry and he doesn't have a bad voice he's kind of a crooner kind of Kind of soft voice. <laughs> you could definitely tell that there's something a little off with Robin because her acting is really not great. I think she's, she does a much better job in in Slumber Party Massacre. I think I'm gonna be sick. You have nothing left to throw up, and we don't have the time to waste for you to try. I still can't believe that was a wig. Damn it! If I pro if I probably could see it now, I would be like, oh, yeah. How did I not realize that? What do you? What am I? Stupid. I hear my neighbors. They just came out. So if you hear them, you just have to deal with it because I'm not going, sticking my head out the window and telling them to go in because one of them sounds really fucking scary. She doesn't have the best dialogue to deliver either, so I guess it's really not her fault. I like her with that hairstyle though, the blonde suits her. Yeah, they're demons, there you go. Turns her into fucking Jennifer Rubin from um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. thought of this before but I think it was kind of in poor taste when Andras Jones Calvin um, throws the Molotov cocktail at her 
And he says, hey, Babs, how about a cocktail? And meanwhile, she's a violent alcoholic. No, Linnea. No, no, he wouldn't. Any other time she would have come up after us. We beat her. She's dead. He's a little too chill. <laughs> hey, who's in there? Think so, is that you? Come on. Come on. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, that was bad. Ooh. Let's find the others. This really is a very sedate performance by Andres Jones. Everybody else is like, you know, or Linnea. I mean, for example, who he, he should be. He should be playing off of her intensity. You know, taking this a little more seriously. These are dire circumstances, Andras. AJ. Mr. Jones. almost positive that he play he has like the same fucking I would be willing to bet that he wears his own clothes because it always seems like he like fucking has that hat and the um and the sweater and the plaid shirt and the old man slacks he always looks the same especially like he look he, if you look at the, if you compare him in this to fucking 976 evil 2 he looks exactly the same Wearing the same clothes. And especially in low budget movies, if you're willing to bring your own wardrobe, they really like that. Must you? It was an initiation. Initiation? It was an initiation, and we had to help these two girls get into a sorority. And to get in, they had to steal a bowling trophy. What? Steal a bowling trophy? A bowling trophy. What bowling trophy? Uh, well, it was a large one. It opened up. You didn't open it up, though, did you? Well, I didn't, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it got open. Oh my God, you know what you done? You done let the imp out. You know about it? 30 years he's been in there and you let him out. How many's dead? Three <laughs> that we know of. Well, there was two, two of the girls turned into demons and we had to kill one of them. And then one of them is still loose. And, uh, and then there are two of our friends that were still missing. So, 30 years. I'm really glad that, I mean, like, mm, I don't know if, 
the voice that Dookie Flyswatter does for the imp is exactly racially sensitive. However, if you look at the trailer and you listen to the voice that they were originally going to use for the imp, um, yeah, it's definitely better that they switched it. Dave McCabe was supposedly one of David Dakota's many, many, many aliases. He also had a lot of female aliases. I know Alan Cabot was one of them. I think it's where he directed fucking murder weapon under speaking of um when i was talking about dream maniac and has the opening titles that go on forever and ever and ever murder weapon oh my god the titles especially the opening titles they linger and linger and linger and then there's that opening scene with linnea and lyle wagner and she's supposed to be in an institution and it goes on way too long. I wonder if opening titles on a black backdrop is still done. This is kind of funny though when he keeps he doesn't he can't hear what she, what everybody's saying. What the hell is his job? Is he supposed to be the fucking like janitor or something? What are we supposed to do now? Well, you trap him like McCabe did, I guess. You, you do what old King Saul would have done. I, I mean, like he's got an office at a desk with a TV. Why would you tell somebody with a hearing problem to listen for you? And I think I'm almost positive they don't, his character doesn't come back. 
What happens to... What happens to him? I'm really glad that I saw a lot of these movies at the age that I saw them because there are certain movies that you have to have seen at a certain time in your life when you're at a, an impressionable age because you know people who were in their 40s who saw this when it first came out you really think they enjoyed it you really think they watched it over and over again no fucking way these movies were meant for adolescents oh god some of those one liners are so stupid Initiation. Speaking of which, the sorority house was supposedly the same house from Murder Weapon and another movie that Linnea was in. From what I hear, David Dakota uses his own house for a lot of his movies. And he also rents it out for porno movie shoots. A lot. Now you're gonna do the lighting. I'm gonna do the throwing, and we better get it right the first time. I can't. That you really. I, I don't know. Either you're really hard up for cash. You gotta pay the mortgage. Or. You like the idea of strangers fucking in your house and flu I would I would not be able to trust that they had done a thorough cleaning after they had left. I would not want to touch any surfaces. I would be paranoid twenty four hours a day that I was sitting in somebody else's semen. I prefer to sit in my own semen, thank you very much. Oh. I wonder how much of this fighting was not choreographed. Yeah, Linnea also had issues with Ginger Lynn, but Ginger Lynn 
has issues with fucking everybody. Ginger Lynn seems like somebody who is impossible to get along with. I still can't believe that it's been 30 plus years when she and Tracy Lords had their little, you know, rivalry because Tracy was younger and prettier and had bigger boobs and came on the scene and kind of stole the spotlight from Ginger Lynn. And Ginger is still bitter about it to this day. Womp, womp. Oh, he does come back. So I guess he got killed. Why is he so chill? This is quite right. the lackluster performance, Andras. Crazy ass bitch. Is that the fucking fire axe? I would assume. leave on her motorcycle oh the month the imp in the back seat that's right that's right forgot about that 
I always, I don't know why, and I, I'm, ah, there we go. I doubt, and I doubt I'm the only one, but whenever there's movies, and I think they, they even say, too, but whenever there's movies like this where there's some kind of a supernatural element that leaves a slew of dead bodies and we have like two people or one person left I can't help but wonder how are they going to explain this and how are they not going to be tried and convicted for murdering all these people there's this there's the uh, love love and bloom music again Calvin's going to get some ass. I couldn't tell, and I don't remember, but I wonder if that was really her riding the motorcycle. I wonder if she really knows how to ride a motorcycle. Set a double. Well, that was Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl of Rama. Still pretty fun. Not as much. I don't think I would have had. I don't think it's as much fun as. I thought it was, but still fun. And you know, anything with Linnea and Michelle. Well, as always, thanks for staying with me to the bitter, bitter end. <laughs> and then another. <laughs> thanks for staying with me to the bitter, bitter end here in the darkness. And, um, yeah, I hope you will come back for more commentaries real soon. So until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.